Welcome to the Clobbercast, proudly presented to you from Clobbercall, all the way from Sheffield, England. Ben, Glenn, take it away. Good afternoon, Mr. Crossland. Good afternoon, Woodhouse. How are we? I'm not too bad. I'm absolutely not bad. I'm absolutely red hot. Yeah, it is boiling. 27? I'm not wearing any denim today. Me neither. (laughs) And we've got matching camo pants on from RGT. (laughs) We're like uh, the boy band. We are. We are. What would would we be called? Uh, The uh, karma. The karma. (laughs) And what sort of feel do you think we'd have? Uh, Robson and Jerome? (laughs) Up on the roof. Yeah, I can can dig that. Yeah, Carl, that's a car alarm because we're in the store again. Yeah. It'd be funny because a customer could walk in while yeah, we're recording yeah. this podcast. Yeah. We'll have to just get them on. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Yes, yeah. Well, we can always pause it and just cut it as we yeah. need to anyway, but yeah. Um, so we're in the store. It's absolutely roasting up. The doors are wide open. England 161 at the weekend. England 161 at the weekend. Um, That's good which news. is good. Um, Spain have won the room. They say. <laughs> Spain have won the group as well, so oh, I'm you're still Spain happy. Fan. Yeah, yeah. True. Um, uh, we've been in all day today. Yeah. Uh, myself Photos. and Josh uh, from Walnuts. Um, Photos and video. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that video thing? Because it's, uh, I, th- I think it's a little wicked idea again, Ben. Yeah, well, it's part uh, as we've mentioned before, we're starting up a YouTube uh, channel. And now, as of last week, surprisingly, there is the IGTV. Yeah, which will be great. Uh, so, as you know, Glenn, but so everybody else, it's just... It were just like short little videos, weren't it, on... I, th- I think that's good, though, because... What, what sort of fits, you know, what I a learned, slim taper is, what a... Lo- yeah, did, did I you learned learn? stuff today, um, which is meant because um, I tried a pair of jeans on today, which mm-hmm. I would have never tried on until we were doing these videos. And this is the importance of a clobber call speaking to a specialist, because um, the fit which I had on, Ben, were the regular taper. Uh, what, the Tellison... Tellison, yeah, the Sheffield. Well, the Sheffield's was like a straight. So it's a straight. straight. Yeah. Um, but to me, that's definitely the widest jean that I've ever liked. Since you were 16. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can remember having some Levi flares or like <laughs> Lee boot cut things. The same boot cuts coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that could be quite interesting. Yeah. But just happens, on that, yeah. it's super important to definitely try stuff on. Get a club of call booked in and try stuff because. They're definitely going to be my next jean. Until I tried them on, they weren't even on my radar. We always go on about how I love me Naked and Famous and love me Tellison, Labbuck Groves. But these Sheffields, I have to say, for me, are definitely my next pair. And I'm going to cut them up. Um, I'm going to have them like three three quarter sort of style as I do, like oh. really high term yeah. sort of thing. And wear them quite loose. Wear them loose. I think they just look min and instantly. I mean, we all know sometimes raw denim's a bit of a... It's tough to start yeah, with for a week. can be. Straight away, mate. Like, yeah. That's Lovely. got some fit, though. Yeah. Because it yeah. is a really comfortable fit, isn't it? Yeah. I like that fit. Um, I established that uh, slim fit. Uh, th- those days are definitely behind well. me. <laughs> no, the the fit. They definitely fit and they, they look well. They looked good, but they but were tight, again, weren't they, on you? Just a bit harder to start with. Yeah. Uh, but they would break in. Yeah, but that's fine. Um, that's cool. Um, what else have I learnt today? Uh, I've also learnt that there's 
cuffing quite a few different cuffs um, videos on cuffing yeah so that's that's really interesting and I'd just urge people to try that and check them out as well because mm. I'll definitely do that now with my telesons would you um, yeah I, I don't, because at the minute they're kind of like uh, double roll mm-hmm. uh, double rolled but I just want to try some stuff with him. Whereas, like, my naked and famous, they're never ever changing until they have a blowout. Yeah. Not far off a blowout, them actually. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. But that's because of my bike, uh, to be honest, because I've got like a bolt on my tiny little seat yeah. and it's rubbing on one side at legs. So, um, that sounds comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not, but it's a Harley and not you just some forget bolts. about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I think they're quite close to a blowout. And also, it's a bit weird. It makes me look lazy, but the main bit of wear on my naked and famous from my ass, <laughs> which means I'm always sat on my ass. But it, they're definitely wearing. It's because now. you're traveling the country, Glenn. Yeah, sat on my ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's good. Um, so yeah, sun's shining. Uh, YouTube is kicking off. Uh, we've had a really nice guy in today who's had some. Um, he got he got a repair, repair too, and then and he picked he, up a rail car. He did pick up the rail car. And it, do you know what? I've seen a few people try it on since I've bought it. Not because they've bought it, because I've had it. Uh, but I'm actually falling in love with it, even though I don't wear it much at the moment, because obviously it's, it's warm. 30 degrees. Every, somebody comments on it every time. Lovely. Yeah. Really, really lovely jacket. And it fits yeah. me well. And it seems to fit a couple of the guys that have come in. Mm. Like, when I've been, in the, I've been in the store quite a bit this week, and two guys of completely different builds have come in. So winner, winner. They were like, he were like the older guy who were about five foot five, really slim, tried it on, looked ace, and then we've had a bigger dude, a slightly bigger dude than mm. me, it's fair to say, come in today, uh, tried it on. Well, he bought a 2XL and he looked a million dollars in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like, have you seen the new Copeland from Indigo Ferrer that's got a full yeah. website? Yeah, it's mega... I love um, it. No, it's not for me. But I love it. I, I really want it, but I just can't because it's that expensive. Much, I can't take it. How much is it? It's not that it's it's worth it, but it's six hundred and eighty quid. Yeah, it's but it's worth it. It's proper leather. Everything. It'll last a lifetime. Yeah, but it's, it's difficult for me to take six hundred and eighty quid away mm. from the business. <laughs> of course. I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Like, um, can't be doing that. But you have had somebody travel from Manchester mm. to pick one up. Yeah, he did, yeah. Came in and picked one up. Uh, they bought that. They bought... His mate bought the Indigo Ferra three-quarter... Sli- uh, sh- right, Delray. Yeah, I've Del got Rey. that. I've yeah. got that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the last one of that and all, and I really wanted that. I would have took... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it while well, end of week, then I'm going to buy it. Uh, and now he came in and bought it. And yeah, he got the Ferra... Bought a pair of Red Wings as well. It looked a million dollars when he left. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, good. So what's... Talking what's about big fits... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The rail car, Bloody Mike. Hell. We had Mike, big dude in denim, uh, clubacam.com writer. He was scheduled for a call this morning because next week we're going to focus on some of the bigger dudes and what sort of denim looks well on them. Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, he's woke up with a throat infection because he's in Los Angeles. It's seven o'clock at his end. Uh, and he sent me a text saying, I'm really sorry, but uh, I'm not going to be able to make it today. Coincidentally, a gent who we had booked for next week, next week called Nick Williams, yeah. who is a designer of sorts for Levi's and Lee in the past, we'll get into all that with him, called me up and said, are we all good for next week? And I said, wow, are you good for 20 minutes? <laughs> and yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. 
yeah, all right, give me 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'll, he says, I'm not prepared. I says, well, neither am I. I said, so we'll just have to start from scratch and see how we get on. But basically, he's releasing a book called Denim Branded. Okay, cool. Uh, and one of the book launches is here at the cove. Oh. Uh, in September and it's all about the different branding that American brands uh, that denim brands have used throughout the years Uh, so the toils of getting a book together you know it's a bit like when we spoke to Tom at Denim Hunters who'd Mm. also done the book Blue Bloods so I think it'd be a good conversation Uh, I would have liked to have been a bit more prepared but it's this is last minute because Mikey Baby Chips and Gravy couldn't make it unfortunately mm, okie dokie so yeah cool okie dokie um, shall, right. we game, shall we game a bell yeah let's just, let's dive right in no worries hello hiya is that Nick yep speaking hey old mate how you doing you alright not too bad, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I am sat in a very hot supply club with my co-host, Glenn. Hi, buddy. How you doing, Glenn? All right? I'm good, thank you, I'm good. What's your good, good. Uh, What's your overheated situation right now, Nick? Yeah, I'm in, um, I'm in my home office. I've got a studio here at home, sitting upstairs, which is obviously the hottest part of the house, being, of being on the top floor. Hot um, but I've got, I've got the... I've got the got the windows open it's not it's not too bad i mean it's a lot better than it is outside anyway yeah no i can believe it uh how are the uh how's the family nick are they at school at work and uh yeah my son is at, um he's not at school yet he's still at preschool ah. and um or you know yeah preschool busy bees or whatever and yeah. um yeah my wife's here at home she works with me and worked on the book with me Brilliant. as well and um, yeah, no, everything's good. Good. Everything's well. Well, yeah. uh, just so everybody that's listening knows and understands, uh, yep. by sheer coincidence, weren't it, Nick? I mean, we, this were actually scheduled yep. for next week. Uh, that's right. But literally 20 minutes before we had a call due for tonight's guest, unfortunately, he had a throat infection. Uh, oh, right. Nick just happened to have called me five minutes before that. <laughs> so then I yep. phoned Nick back up and said, Nick, I'm completely unprepared. I know we're supposed to be doing right. it next week, but can you pull us out of a bit of a hole? And you obliged like the hero yep. Yep. that you now are. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> no, problem, no problem. So where, about, where are you at the moment? Are you at the shop or are you yeah, in the office? We're in the shop, mate. So it's right. not to, the, the shop is cooler than outside, to be honest with you, because it's right, like right, a big good. sort of steelworks. Uh, right. It's a bit like... When it's warm, it's cold, and when it's cold, it's even colder inside. <laughs> so, right. It's one of them, but uh, what I thought would be a good thing to do, because obviously I've not even briefed Glenn a little bit on our conversation, okay. because it weren't going to happen well next week. Uh, yep. Before we move on to the book, which is obviously denim branded, which we are going to talk about at length. Yeah. Uh, what's your background, Nick? Why did me and you get talking? How come I've called you on podcast to everybody that's wondering? <laughs> Well, we we met, we bumped into each other in Amsterdam at yeah, Kingpins. That's correct. We got talking. We got talking there. Yeah. Um, at um, what shop was that at? Denim. Uh, um, it was yeah, Denim Dudes. Denim Dude yeah, at the launch the, party, weren't it, mate? Uh, 
yeah, that's right. And um, I was telling you, started telling you about the book that I've been working on. Um, yeah. And I was over there um, because uh, King, the Kingpin Show, um, they put sponsorship behind the book to develop it. Brilliant. I did, I was invited to go out and show my work um, at Kingpin's a couple of years ago. And that's where, that's how I got to meet Andrew, who's... Um, who's you know in charge of uh, the kingpin show and um right. and then we talk and then i talked to him about doing a book and he put some sponsorship behind it so i'm i'm sort of going out i've been going out to kingpins to you know just meet see old friends make contacts just you know chat to people um my background is in graphic design yeah um so i actually i actually trained as a textile designer right um back in the day at, at art school so I learned all about screen printing and um, dyeing and um, you know designing patterns and we used to like print a lot of t-shirt designs I went to I went to art school in a place called Worthing yeah which is down on the south coast not far from Brighton yeah um, and um, yeah studied studied textile design down there and um, left college moved back to London I'm sort of from the London suburbs yeah. um, from um, Kingston and um, was working in a studio over there mm-hmm. and eventually um, after a few years ended up moving to New York when I was about 24 25 years old nice. um, a lot of um, a Part lot of back in the day <laughs> yeah um, this was in the 90s the early 90s actually Brilliant. and um uh, a friend of mine from college was working out there in New York and I went out for a couple of weeks on holiday and she said why don't you bring your portfolio um, you know I can I can get you an interview at the place where I'm working and um, I got an inter- went out there for a couple of weeks took my work with me had an interview got offered a job and um, ended up going, going back and staying there for six years nice. so yeah so that was that was quite an experience um, so I was working <clears throat> Most of the time, as a textile designer in a textile studio, design, designing, yeah, in New York, yeah, designing fabrics, designing patterns for fabrics. Um, and after a few years, I got a job at a company called Nautica. I don't know yes. if you're, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Nautica, with, the brand. Yeah, yeah, the brand. So kind of similar in vibe to, I'd say, Tommy Hilfiger, yeah, and Ralph Lauren, yeah. Um, it was kind of those three brands that had a similar kind of aesthetic like that in the 90s yeah exactly yeah yeah. and um yeah they're getting a bit of a re kind of resurgence and a revisit at the moment they are doing with younger ones it's in vintage shops and it's weird it's like you know it like goes round and comes round it's like the north face did it and then you know patagonia's done it with the vintage uh, a lot of vintage stores of stock in Patagonia and stuff like that and I have seen the Nautica uh, yeah and a lot of definitely well. definitely their sort of 90s look is kind of make it you know I guess people are picking up on the 90s vintage kind of Nautica and I know that yeah. Supreme as a brand are always kind of like copying or sort of taking or paying homage to a lot of kind of Nautica stuff and the styles and shapes and that kind of thing so yeah. so um, yeah I worked there for two years and then um, I came back to the UK and I got a job that's when I got a job working for Levi's Brilliant. Um, 
Yeah. So at the time, um, Levi's had a big European division in Brussels. Yes. Um, they yeah they had a they had a big Brussels head office that possibly employed about I don't know four or five hundred people I would say definitely like three hundred and fifty people or something like that big yeah. office in Brussels and they designed a whole they had a whole separate line for Europe Middle East and Af- Middle East and Africa so. It's not like that anymore. Now, if you go into a Levi's store in the UK and you go into a Levi's store in America, you'll see exactly the same product. Yeah. But back then, they had like a European division, so they were designing a kind of European Pacific line of clothing that was just just for the you know European, Middle East, and Africa kind of segment of the business. Yeah. <clears throat> they. They've now kind of re-centralized it. Some of the companies still do that. Um, Lee Jeans and Wrangler still have a European division, and um, they're what you what you see in the Lee and Wrangler stores in the UK is like completely different to what you see in America in the in the stores. Yeah. it's very very different. Why um, do you think? Why do you think that is, Nick? Just talking from your <coughs> experience for people that's listening. Why do you think Levi well, don't have to do that, but the other two? big big dogs are I mean I think I think Levi's have what I would say is what Levi's possibly do is I think they have some other brands some I don't know what they're called now but they used to have something called Signature and I don't know if that exists anymore Levi's Signature yeah and that was like a lower kind of like lower price point jean um, and product range that went into kind of like your Walmarts and your sort of mass, mass, um, you know, those kind of like that kind of distribution stream. And um, so they had those lines and those lines actually never really came over to Europe. But the kind of like what they call the red tab line, which is like the main line, they sell kind of on a similar level in the States as well as in in Europe so in the states they might sell it into their own stores and they might sell it into like an urban outfitters or something like that and then that that will transcend over but they i think they have some other lines that we wouldn't have even we wouldn't might not even hear about mm-hmm. that are sort of the, for the mass kind of like you know midwest um you know in the mass market kind of stores um yeah. whereas the, the Lee and the Wrangler is similar to what Carhartt do. Um, you know, the Carhartt line over here, uh, the work in progress line, is is completely different to the Carhartt American line. Yeah. Uh, Carhartt in America is obviously a, a, a real, yeah, proper workwear worn by people all on building sites and, you know, that type of thing. Whereas in, in, in the UK and Europe, it's more of a skater kind of, you know, more of a fashion line. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Cool. Uh, so, so you were at Levi's, and yeah. you were, were you designing fabrics at Levi's? I was doing. Well, I was kind of doing um, as as a kind of in how as a sort of graphic designer within the, the apparel industry. Um, like that was my job title. So we would be designing the t-shirt prints, the t-shirt graphics. We'd also be in charge of like labeling and branding items and then if there were any like textile design things that were needed uh, any repeat patterns that were needed or anything like that we would be developing those maybe working on some checks and stripes and things like that as well but um yeah when i was there when when i started 
around i started in 99 yeah and i think the lvc line started in possibly 96 or 97 right but when it originally when the lvc the levi's vintage line originally started it was kind of in reaction to because in japan um people had been sort of copying those old stars of Levi's and making reproductions and there was like a massive obviously there was the big collector's market for the vintage Levi's and then there were a lot of brands that started making reproduct almost you know trying to make reproductions of those old Levi's jeans as close as they possibly could and that yeah. became a real trend um, so Levi's kind of jumped on that and then started reissuing that catalogue stuff um, to begin with I did, think they had, did they have like a secret store or something in London called Cinch or something oh, like they that? Th yeah that still exists actually yeah what Cinch does does it? ah yeah 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 yeah, it's still there. It's on. It's on. There's a you know, there's a Red Wing store actually on the same uh, it, on the same street. LV, it's LVC store now, though, as opposed to Cinch. Oh, maybe it's changed its name. Yeah, but, yeah I think they, it's an L they, But that started as like a secret. Was it like a secret store? Like nobody knew it were well, Levi's, or is that just a myth? No, no, it was. I mean, basically, it was. Um, it was kind of a marketing thing, I guess. They they wanted to have a store that looked like a small boutique kind of vintage store. So instead of like branding it, you know, Levi's Vintage Store or LVC mm -hmm. or something, they 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 um, they called it Cinch yeah. um, and put it on kind of a small back street so that it was kind of you know it wasn't kind of screaming we're a big kind of corporate brand you know it's, it was more of a kind of boutique kind of store looking yeah. so that was uh, I think that store probably I mean it was when I was at Levi's so it was around 2000 or something like that so around 99 I think was the first season that um, the LVC line actually became more of a kind of like a story like they would go the designers would, would go to the, um, the Levi's archive and pick out pieces yeah, from the yeah pick out historical pieces and then kind of design a collection around those pieces and create a bit of a story and it became more of a kind of little capsule collection um rather than just being some reproductions of some, some of the classic genes it became kind of more of a little kind of outfit story and stuff and um that's when yeah the cinch store opened and they actually had a few others like around europe that were all named after i think there might have been one called rivet um, they were all kind of named after different elements, you know, on a pair of jeans kind of thing. Cinch, obviously, being the, the cinch yeah. back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that they, they had one in Spain and they had one in, um, I think they had one possibly in Germany. Right. I'm not quite sure. I can't remember. But I'm, I know there was more than one Yeah. Um, at the time. So, cool. yeah, so that was great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what were you doing it so from Levi's and from doing the patterns and the checks and everything what brings yeah. you on to sort of today obviously we know you've well, had a lot to do with the clothing industry uh, yeah. but what is it that Nick Williams is doing today and, and and how can we introduce the book on your behalf well, what, what would you say kind of, well through well through working at Levi's and working on the LV uh, working on the LVC um on that collection um like i say what we do is we'd go to the archive uh we travel over to san francisco and 
obviously all those those garments those old garments all the the, the kind of paperwork or the the the, the the you know the files for that stuff wouldn't exist anymore so we just have to like take photographs of the old labels and recreate artworks for the woven labels for the paper labels and kind of like send that to, out to the factories to create a um you know for, for when it went into the store yeah so it had it was like a reproduction item so it was kind of through doing that that was where my kind of real interest in all of these labels and branding and kind of finding out about them and then that kind of expanding to other brands as well. Since leaving Levi's, um, I worked for Puma, uh, the sportswear company, for a All couple right. of years mm-hmm. in, in-house. And um, so that was very different because it was obviously a, a sportswear oh, brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but during the time I was working there, Puma did a collaboration with Eversu. Yes. And, um, yeah, and I was working with that on a, an old friend from Levi's, uh, Mark Westmoreland, um, and we, we, I worked on the branding, he designed the jeans, and Puma did that because it gave them more credibility than just to, trying to do jeans wear on their own. By yes. partnering up with an actual jeans brand, it kind yeah, of made yeah. a lot more sense. How did that um, work out for them? Yeah, I think, I think it was, I think it was, pretty successful I'm I don't think I'm not quite sure if it still exists now it was around 2006 2007 it was launched um I think it ran for a few seasons though um and then since leaving there leaving Puma I set up my own business um I work with my wife um and then I have a group of we have a group of about eight freelancers that we work with and they're kind of they're not here in our office. They're all kind of scattered around wherever they are yeah. in the world, working sort of freelance. And we all kind of just work together, kind of over email, over emails. I do most of the the sales and getting the new business and working with clients. And then we design t we design t shirt packages for people. We do branding packages for people. We do textile design. We we have a large collection of textile designs that we sell. And now we're kind of working for you know multiple companies a lot of the um a lot of the people that i worked with when during my time at levi's have all kind of gone off into the world and ended up at different brands um so i've ended up working with like say true religion or patagonia or um you know back at levi's and kind of like following wherever those contacts and other contacts have gone and so now we're we're designing um yeah kind of for all sorts of people i get to go to luckily you know i get to go to the states a lot with my business um i go over there about five or six times a year and um so that means i can then tag that really meant that when i was working on the book i could tag on work trips and do research kind of like for the book um as part of the business as part of that really yeah so you kind of moulded it into it basically yeah yeah <laughs> kind of swallowed yeah, it in exactly so tell yeah. us uh, what is the book what can all the you know the enthusiasts out there all the denim heads that's listening to this podcast right. What what's it called when does it come out and what can we expect to see when we flick right. those pages Nick 
okay well the the book's called Denim Branded and the book is essentially specifically about branding for denim all the elements that go into branding a pair of jeans whether that be rivets buttons uh, the leather leather patch the back pocket stitching um, paper labels hang tags Um, there's like 12 chapters there's also a chapter on marketing as well and it's kind of each chapter has an introduction in terms of for each element a little bit of a history a little bit of a backstory of how those elements came about why they how they were first used really focusing historically on sort of Levi's Lee and Wrangler yeah and then kind of the chapters then end up finishing off with modern day brands and um how they're branding their jeans um and a lot of the brands like a lot of the brands that you carry yourself in store and other brands that i've kind of met along the way um you know um featuring i've also done some interviews with um some of the people from those brands so i've got quotes or passages from them talking about where their inspiration for branding came from how they came up with their branding why they did it in a specific way um well, that's the cool. book yeah, the book is published by um, Schiffer, who's an American publisher. Um, yeah. They actually published, they were actually a publisher that I always kind of collected a lot of their books. They do a lot of fashion books, a lot of books on collectibles, and we always had a lot of their books at Levi's. Um, okay. Yeah, they they also published the Jeans of the Old West book by Michael Harris. I don't yeah, know if you're yeah. familiar with that, yeah, with yeah. that book. Yeah, and they had also published a few of the original books by Rin Tanaka, who did the My Freedom books. Okay, I've not seen um, those. Yeah, you should definitely check yeah. those. The My Freedom books are amazing, and actually, that the the first My Freedom book was one of the books that I remember kind of finding in a store and picking up and looking through. They're like amazing books, like collections of, uh, you know, leather jackets or surf tees or um, just basically a collection of vintage cool clothing. Books. So yeah, yeah. really cool books. So they're definitely worth checking out. Um, and yeah, I've kind of lost my thread. I was going to say, yeah, so we, we, we're kind of talking about the history yeah. of branding. And I worked with... So myself and my wife and my son, who was, um, I think, maybe two, three at the time, <laughs> we traveled, we went out to the States and we went, first First of all, we went to Greensboro, yeah. North Carolina, yeah. which is um, the home of um, Wrangler, Wrangler Jeans, okay. and, also the, and also the home of uh, Cone Mills. Yeah. Um, and we worked with um, there's a store there's a store in North on in um, Greensburg called Hudson's Hill yeah um, and that do you know that store I've heard of it yeah yeah, yeah. I know it online I've never been there yeah yeah so that store is um, that store is actually located in the original building um, where where Bluebell Wrangler and originally called the Hudson Overall Company um, basically started in that building. The two brothers who moved to North Carolina, C.C. Uh, Hudson and Homer Hudson, um, moved to North Carolina about 1904, and they were working. Um, they were they were working sewing on 
buttons in a in a factory there the factory closed down and they kind of clubbed together with some other people bought some sewing equipment from the factory and they rented a space above a grocery store and that that company the Hudson overall company then became bluebell and then became wrangler and that's that was situated kind of next door and above where that store is now that denim store and they sell they sell a lot of kind of they sell some local brands um from the area and they sell like left field jeans they sell yeah. uh, raleigh jeans um it's a really good store it's a really great store it's got a really nice vibe to it and um one of the guys one of the owners or one of the, the partners in the store a guy called evan morrison he i he works a lot he's a, he's a he's a kind of fountain of knowledge and he's a local guy down there and yeah. he's worked a lot with wrangler he's worked with the wrangler archive on a lot of archive pieces and special projects and he's like a really big collector of stuff um and, and, and locally close to where the the cone the, the, there were actually three mills three huge mills in in, in Greensboro uh, proximity mill revolution and white oak and thousands of people were working at those mills and they had what they called a mill village um, small houses where all the workers yeah. from those mills would live like and a mining like, village up north yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it is, yeah. exactly and um, they would have they would have churches and schools and they had baseball teams and yeah. you know a whole kind of family of people working down there that were working at white oak and the other mills and he he's living down there and he's basically kind of been around door to door around the around um around the area and found people found stuff in people's basements and attics and you know collected stuff kind of all around the area yeah. thrifting and picking and um has got an amazing collection because you know really um white oak was producing denim for just about everyone you could think of you know yeah. all of the all of it and, and producing special denims like they had a special denim uh, that jet denim that they produced for lee and other denims that they produced for wrangler so there's a massive kind of history and he 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 um he kind of through him i got access to the wrangler archive yeah and then photographed worked with a local photographer down there and photographed his collection of a lot of his uh, vintage collection of jeans and dungarees um, and labels and branding and stuff and and we sat together and you know picked out what we were going to use for the book and he helped out a lot on writing a lot of the captions and uh, checking the inf the historical information yeah, for all that stuff yeah so that was really great and then uh, we then went on to Kansas City Missouri yeah which is where uh, Lee Jeans is from just outside um, Kansas City is where the league head office is and they have a museum and an archive on site there and amazing they've got like an amazing museum kind yeah. of um downstairs in reception and they were basically like they were like we could photograph anything they were like taking the glass out of the museum cases and taking you know taking jeans off mannequins and yeah they got, i mean they you go in there and they got like they got like cabinets full of buddy buddy leaves you like open up cabinets and there's like <laughs> about, you know, like, yeah there's like a like a hundred like bud, buddy leaves in there staring at you and that kind of thing so yes yeah, so we worked with uh, the in-house photographer there yeah and photographed stuff from the lee archive and then um work with work with the lee uh levi's archive as well they they 
supplied us with a lot of pictures and then worked with yeah, Tellison and Rogue Territory and Eat Dust and Dawson Denim, all yeah. brands that you carry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Butcher of Blue, Denim, yeah. um, Sugar Cane. I'm trying to think who else is in the book now. But yeah, there's, a, there's about uh, there's 25 brands. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. 25, 25 brands or something included in the book. Yeah. So, yeah. No, nah, it's really cool. So it's 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 almost like uh, uh, it's an image-based book. Uh, oh, yeah. Loads of cool pictures in it. It's got snippets yeah. of history, uh, but it yeah. also comes all the way up to the modern day, and it's focused on the branding of denim, which I think is really interesting because for some reason denim brands, it's very rare you see one with well, you know, a, a professional denim brand. Uh, yeah. It's very rare you see one with a bad with bad branding. Yeah, do you know uh, yeah. what I mean? Like it, it, it happens very. Yeah. Long, and you might be able to say different, Nick, because you'll have seen no, a lot more. But I mean, I do. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, the brands we've the brands we focused on in the book, the modern brand, or any of the brands are proper denim brands. It's all yeah. it's all denim brands. It's not. It, we're not sort of talking about high street or mass no. market, or it's Obviously. all your proper, you know, real, you know, the, the proper real denim brands. And yeah. one. Thing that yeah is really interesting and quite unique to denim is the branding has a real story to tell and yeah. the 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 designers behind it will kind of put a little bit of their own personality into it whether it's about where the location of the brand where the brands come come from or something that's very personal to that uh, designer um, or you know that brand um, they'll, they'll add in those little kind of little bits of information we've got like a story in there from Kyle at Rogue Territory yeah. um, talking about his his leather patch that has the, the one the, the feather on it mm -hmm. and um, he talks about how he had three pictures in his bedroom when he was a kid that his parents gave him um, that were like Western pictures. He was really obsessed with like spaghetti Westerns and yeah. the whole Western kind of aesthetic. And when he opened, he was working, I think, um, a store called American Rag. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's and right. He, he, that's right. And he was, he was repairing. He had like an in-house, he was kind of like doing repairs and stuff. And he put up those three pictures kind of in in the store in his studio and then when he started his own brand he had one of them that had native americans on it and he kind of like wanted to use the headdresses but he just used kind of one feather that was kind of taken from that picture that he'd always car uh, carried yeah that's cool and then put that onto his leather patch and what you find when you look into a lot of this branding for denim you'll find that it's personal with every brand it's personal and there's a reason why they've used you know use that name or use that story so um yeah it makes it really interesting mm -hmm. quite unique to denim i think as well yeah so um that's yeah, cool that's, that's cool good. uh nick i've got a question um sure. from a design aspect from a graphic design aspect um yeah. does what does denim denim design uh require any special skills as to not everybody kind of not any graphic designer can do it in terms of clothing or is there like any yeah. specific challenges that, that you face as specifically to denim because obviously you mentioned 
um, quite a few brands that you've worked with um, that are yeah. not denim related. So how, how is it different working with denim and kind of what challenges and kind of opportunities does that bring as well from a designer element? Well, as a, as just from a gra- from a graphic design perspective, rather than sort of a power, rather than sort of power design yes, perspective, because yeah. because uh, I don't design the clothing; I just no, kind of, of work on the brand. On that of kind course, of thing. yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I we like working myself and my wife. We've always liked working with um, heritage brands, and obviously, a lot of the denim brands have a lot of heritage that we've worked with and have that aesthetic and then we've also worked with some sportswear heritage brands and outdoors brands we worked with um, like LL Bean in the past and those kind of brands and it's always really interesting to get into the the history and get into the psyche and get in sort of look into the story of that brand where yeah. it came from um historically maybe the you know the people that started the brand and kind of try and tell their story through the branding i think it's always been important to us not in everything that we do but it's always nice if the the, the graphics have some sort of meaning behind them yeah um yeah. and they're not just kind of like placed on their you know kind of to follow fashion I mean a lot of the time those brands they don't shouldn't really be following fashion they should be just kind of like creating their own path and doing something that's relevant to them and maybe doing a modern version of something that's relevant to that brand um and 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 using design in that aspect oh great great and and how far do you take the design is it uh just on the garment is it on packaging is it social media in store um, well, we we design we design stuff. Um, really, we're designing on on garment stuff. Um, okay. So we're designing, you know, t-shirt graphics all over prints, and then patches. we're designing labels, patches. Yeah. But then sometimes that that stuff, some of the stuff that we design, then might get taken by a marketing department some of the of designs and actually something that we designed we worked with Lee Jeans about a year ago and some of the stuff that we designed for Lee uh, Europe yeah. um, is on the garments but then their in-house marketing team took some of our designs and they've used that on the website to uh-huh. create backdrops yeah they've sort of created backdrops and banners and sort of you know molded it into the marketing they might some people might take some of those designs and then blow them up to create um maybe a a window display or something like that but that's not something we really get involved in we kind of yeah we don't yeah i see that's great that's quite interesting and um, in terms of um we've mentioned carl we've mentioned rgt that's certainly my favorite denim brand bar none um so they've got a very close place in my art for sure um are there brands out there which you've not done work with, which you, you would love to get hold of a project uh, and say, do you know what, I really want to do something with this brand because either the garments are amazing, the people are amazing, uh, they've right. had previous really strong branding agencies before? Right, right. Um, I, lo- I mean, I haven't worked with Wrangler. I'd love to work with Wrangler because okay. I've done work with Lee and I've done work with Levi's. And obviously, like Lee Wrangler and, and Levi's, yeah, that's completely a sticker book for sure. It'd be, <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to sort of complete the hat trick. Um, but um, yeah, other brands um, that I think, oh, it's a hard one. I haven't prepared for that question. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, some of the. Uh, 
uh, other brands like um, AG and Seven, I'm also interested in working with that are like less kind of heritage brands that are more kind of modern yeah. denim brands would be interesting to work with. Um, I'm a big fan of um, Left Field. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Familiar with Left Field and um, what what they're doing. Um, I've been been over to obviously they're in the book and visited their store. They've got a great store in Queens, New York, and um, love a lot of the branding they do. Um, yeah, I'm I've, I've got now. I've got one for you then, uh, Nick. Yeah. If that's all right. Yeah. Because you've studied a lot of branding and you've been involved in a lot of branding. Uh, yeah. We'll leave yourself out of this, although I don't yeah. think I don't think you'd have mentioned yourself anyway. But can you give us the people uh, a really good example of some of the best denim branding you've seen, whether it's vintage or modern? It don't matter. Like what what right. would people Google if you told them now and go, you know, this is what Nick thought was some of the best examples. Yeah, of denim well, branding. I, think, I mean, I'd say I'd say sort of obviously. The brands that I've picked to be in the book, I've picked because the modern brands that I've picked to be in the book, I haven't worked with. I don't know. I haven't really worked with that many of the of the modern brands that I picked to be in the book, but yeah. I picked them. I say sugarcane, although you know sugarcane really take from. You're familiar with them, aren't you? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 really take from a sort of like a heritage standpoint and some of their branding is you know a real kind of sort of homage to you know a lee yeah a levi's kind of look um but they also it's quite 70s also, isn't it late 60s 70s yeah yeah. Blues. And they'll yeah exactly and they'll reference a lot of other brands but i think they do amazing branding like the design the design work the graphic design work is great also like their actual like buttons and patches like their leather patches like are amazing like they'll do they do like you know what they call a beef jerky patch have you ever heard of one of those <laughs> i haven't actually i might know what right. it is when you explain it but i don't actually know <laughs> it's like i think I, I think it comes about from like if the jeans are washed like on a or i think it really came about from it the jeans maybe originally being being in the sun in the desert and the, and the leather patch shriveling up almost mm-hmm. like beef mm-hmm. beef jerky mm-hmm. and they had done um there's one of them in the book they had done kind of like a leather patch that has that shrunken it's almost like you know when you used to put a crisp packet in the in the, in oven. the oven and you're exactly <laughs> yeah. it looks like that where yeah. the leather patch is like you know dried in the sun and kind yeah. of shrunk and, and and they they do a lot of those kind of techniques on they'll do buttons that look really authentically weathered and like look like they're from it yeah like they'll look like they're from you know a late 1800s found in a mine you know rusted out kind of like rivet or button and a lot of that kind of detail like they're really really hot on Mm. um which is interesting as well you know well as the design there's also the kind of like the technique and the and the fabrication and the different metals and then the, the finishing and the and the um you know that that kind of end of it as well as well as kind of like just the design of it so i think they're really hot on that but you know rogue rogue territory's got a great aesthetic 
in terms of very simple, clean, but it has like obviously it has that heart back to the heritage and the Western styling. Um, I know that they had. I don't know if you had any of the jeans in where they had the pocket bag prints that had like a kind of spaghetti Western style um, illustration. No, I don't think I have got the. I've got the printed pocket bags, but I've not got the spaghetti Western style ones. Yeah, maybe they were, I have that in the book and I don't know if that was, maybe that was a limited edition or a special edition or something that they had done. Um, Telesyn also a big fan of another brand that has a very uh, clean kind of aesthetic. Yeah, it's just really good work. It's just really good bloke men's clothing. Just really good. You can't argue with it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's simplicity makes it perfect almost. And I love the little hidden, the little hidden red tab in the pocket, in the back pocket as well. Yeah. Um, which is a sort of clever little, you know, those kind of cl- clever little ideas and things using branding like that and mm. sort of having a bit of a, a play with it is great. So yeah, no, a lot of the, a lot of the brands, as I say, um, Kings of Indigo, I also have in the book. Um, a lot of the design work for that was done by a friend of mine who I worked with at Levi's. Um, yeah, so just harping back to uh, the Telesyn, yep. obviously their yep. logo. It were really funny yep. because we had them on a blog feature way, way back. When, in fact, they were the yep. first ever brand to do it for us three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. And, uh, and now they're one of best-selling brands in store. So that's a nice right. story, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> but the, yeah. uh, but uh, I remember looking at the logo and I really like it. I really like yeah. that block text. It looks a bit like yep. westerny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Rolls off the tongue as well. Yeah, and I was like, and so one of the questions was, well, you know, how how did the name Tellison come about? It sounds <laughs> so like western. Yeah, and and he was like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, I'm Tony Patella and my partner's Pete Searson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I went, all right. <laughs> and then I really like that orange colour because it was like a bit burnt and a bit orange and I thought yeah. that might be something to do with desert and cowboys and then when I met him at Selvidrum last year it was like no no it's because it's same colour as my favourite baseball team <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> so, so coincidentally you've created this yeah. like brilliant amazing patch it's looked really really good but it's just come uh, from yeah, complete yeah. personal stuff like you said in fact Nick yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm guessing I, that's Sorry, 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 Nick. Uh, I I suppose from your perspective as well that sometimes uh, ideas just come together really quick uh, because it's like let's try something simple and obvious and see how that works rather than overthinking it because you don't have to always go the whole hog, do you? In terms of like creating something in more detail. No, definitely not. And I think I think a lot of the obviously a lot of the heritage branding has kind of come about kind of over you know over like a hundred years or, mm-hmm. or more for a lot of those brands and they've yeah there's maybe some stuff in their archive they want to mm-hmm. forget about as well as like the stuff that everyone kind of like wants to picture and look at because it was designed so beautifully but you know so their story is like a much longer story but with a lot of the newer brands obviously it's not a lot of the newer brands that we're talking about they do have quite simple, direct kind of branding mm-hmm. that isn't that is unfussy. That kind of like you know maybe has some personal relates to some personal items to the designers, but it doesn't have to be sort of overly overly designed. 
yeah, yeah I see exactly. I see uh, Nick as well yeah. uh, just another question um, yeah. so when it comes to uh, the design element and the branding element we've talked about heritage and post heritage and kind of things working yeah. good and bad um, are there design sort of trends which kind of come and go like so what's what's kind of next for branding are, are we going more heritage is there something new around the corner is do you see brands going in a certain direction well, I think that I mean, I've kind of been picking up on, there's been a lot of people looking at like a sort of 90s aesthetic. I mean, yeah. this is more possibly in a, it's a bit more of a kind of kitschy fashion thing because a lot of that 80s, 90s looks kind of are a bit kitschy um, and, and and the branding as well and the styling. I, there was, a, there was a, I'm not quite sure what year it came out, but there was a, there was a Wrangler t-shirt recently where they basically used uh, an old hang tag design. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a very 80s, kind of like um, like an airbrush image of uh, a motorbike from, from, from the back with um, on the... Uh, on the, on the number plate it's got Greensboro written on the number plate and it's it, it's kind of like a very 80s looks like a sort of album cover almost artwork which was something that they'd used uh, and, and Wrangler recently reprinted that as a t-shirt design and it looked really really cool you know it was like a really mm-hmm. cool t-shirt design but it was something that came from their archive so people have already started diving in and looking at things in their archive kind of from the 80s and maybe the 90s and stuff so I definitely see that there could be some more of that um, <laughs> sounds like films doesn't it we're just yeah. rehashing everything from the, from the 80s yeah. there's nothing wrong with yeah. that I love it yeah, yeah, I appreciate it from a different point of view now so yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. Um, I think sorry go on yeah go sorry, on Nick. Oh, I was just going to say, I think when it's taken out of context and it's blown up and it's put on, onto a T-shirt and maybe the T-shirt's a, an interesting silhouette or something like that, it kind of gives it a new kind of life. So, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. I've got a bit of a controversial question which follows on from the first question. Yeah. Uh, so I asked what you what you thought the best examples of branding yeah. were. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It can be, uh, you don't obviously... You don't have to answer, but what have right. you looked? I'm guessing it will be somewhat off at High Street. So, yeah. what, what, what have you looked at and gone, Jesus Christ, send me uh, to bed now? <laughs> you know, I, I, I guess it would be. I mean, I can't think of anything sort of off the top of my head, but it is going to be more your High Street mm-hmm. brands. I won't name any names, but. No. Yeah, that, that kind of area of the business sort of mass market where, you know, maybe whether they're trying to do something that looks authentic but got it totally wrong or yeah. just done something, you know. But also, I, I do think that there are some, you know, different times in history, like we, like we were talking about the 80s and 90s. And, I mean, I, we, I got... I, I had a sort of PDF sent to me of... When I was researching for the book, um, the archivist at Lee Jeans um, was like, you know, what do you, what do you want to feature? And she had, she had sent me a, um, a PDF, and it's, a hundred, it's, a, it's like 1,500 pages long of paper labels and woven labels. I mean, it's like just a massive amount of stuff. Yeah. And obviously there's some 
for you know at times like you know there's some dodgy stuff in there from certain points in history where yeah, yeah. usually you know usually it's like 80s 90s where it's kind of like what what were you thinking kind of thing where the denim guy kind of, is <laughs> yeah exactly kind of and, and, and it and it goes over to you know goes over into the branding as well into the hang tags and into yeah. the labeling into the marketing and all that kind of thing um and some of it can be really like i say like there can be good examples where it can look really kitschy but like some examples where it's like i just can't imagine that's ever going to come back into fashion kind of thing do you know what i mean yeah. um so that's quite interesting to yeah. look at uh, so basically for people that I mean obviously we've we've spoke for a while now yeah. how long we've been yeah. 45 uh, minutes already yeah yeah, yeah 45 Christ. minutes flown. 45 minutes we've already been right, right. Uh, what it is if people want to get to know a little bit more and want to yeah. maybe come to a book launch and are interested yeah. in the book is have you got a question uh, no I'm just saying it. I'm absolutely interested because I'm yeah. I'm really really well positioned for this because right. uh, I own a marketing agency, yeah. uh, but yeah. we don't we don't really do anything for any brands other than um, obviously Clobbercam and um, a, comp- yeah. a company called Lucy and Yak. I'm not sure if you've heard of those, Nick. Um, um, but it's right. really interesting for me because I I really want to learn more about yeah. what what Nick does, what the book's all yeah. about, and obviously how that kind of ties into the denim world as well. So that yeah, for yeah. me, this is kind of like. <laughs> one of the most yeah. interesting podcasts that well, I can but, get my head into well people obviously we've got www.denimbranded.com of course which you can go yes, and visit right, one word. Uh, yeah. you can subscribe on there if people are to subscribe what does that mean uh, Nick oh that's um, that's um, to, to, to gather email that, that's gathering email addresses and then we'll you know once we've got a, a bit of a uh, mailing list together then we'll be sending out uh, information about the releases, know, um, book, book, yeah, book, book parties and um, you know book launches and um, events and things like that. But also, um, we got the uh, the Instagram feed as well, Denim Branded Instagram feed, where yes. obviously there's going to be a lot of information about that kind of thing. And on on the website, um, I've got like kind of like an image, just one image from each chapter. Yeah. Uh, from the book um, so there's as I said 12 chapters um, and then a little kind of like synopsis of each chapter just kind of like what that chapter is going to be about and what, what, what where that image has come from and what you can expect from that chapter and really like the book I think should appeal to denim heads that want to sort of learn or are interested in this stuff but also fashion designers and graphic designers we've got I think just over a hundred paper labels we've got a chapter on paper labels we've got like a just over a hundred pocket flashes um, and hang tags and stuff um, yeah. and I've never been able to find I've never been able to find a book or a decent book on hang tags so I know that our book is specific to denim but I do think that denim really throws out some of the best branding in terms of like paper labels and hang tags and that kind of thing so um but i've never you know sort of through working in the industry i've never been able to find books specific to you know um i know there's a few books on maybe some woven labels and stuff like that but like dedicated to that kind of element of branding yeah Yeah, so sort of from a sort of graphic design perspective it should be a really good resource of inspiration to people uh that's what we're hoping yeah Yeah, when when, when are you Um, hoping to get the book out there nick 
Well, the book the book's um, available for pre-order right now on Amazon. If you go yeah. onto Amazon, you'll find it on Amazon, and you can pre-order it. And it's got yeah. a launch date uh, at the end of August. Um, yeah. It's coming out, and that's when it should be, you know, all going well. That's when it will be shipping. Um, I mean, you've got your then, launch. You've got your book parties. Obviously, there's one at the Supply Co at the start of September, yeah. which we confirm yeah. a bit closer to the time. Where else exactly. will you be uh, located in the country for people? Well, I'm planning on doing something in London. I'm yep. not quite sure uh, where yet. I've spoken to a couple of guys about it. Um, and then um, I'm probably going to try and do something in Brighton as well. I actually live I live near Brighton myself. Yes. I don't live in I don't live in London. I live just outside Brighton. Um, cool. And then. And then, because I travel to the States a lot, I've got something planned with Telesen, uh in nice. San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, we, they, they, they've kindly offered to host an event at the uh, Tanner Goods store yes. in um, San Francisco. Brilliant. So we'll be doing that toward, yeah, towards the end of September. And uh, in New York, I'm planning to go out for the New York Denim Days which yes. is also at the end of September um, and planning to do something um, at the time of Denim Days and, you know, something at Denim Days, do a book signing at Denim Days and then maybe do something one evening um, in a store or something, or something like that as well. So that, when, I, when I get all that information locked down, it'd be great if I could maybe, I don't know if I need to come back on to talk about it or I could send it to you. It'd be great to, like, get that yeah, out. Yeah, well, you can, you can come back on. We, we can talk about yeah. it in a bit more detail where we don't, yeah, you know, we more talk about you know we can just give the book a solid half an hour and send I mean, chat. It'd be good if you I'd, had a prototype that you could send up to us in advance, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. I'd love to do I'll that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely. I'll get you some. I'll send you some. Um, I should have done that. Well, we didn't know, did we? Because you know, <laughs> it's no, last exactly, minute. But I would yeah. have done. Yeah, I would have sent you some screenshots and some page layouts so you could um, have yeah, a look at it cool. and, um, and uh, get a look at. It. Yeah, we, we, can definitely like re- we can definitely recap on it all, Nick, for sure, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. And if you send me the information over, I can put it out on a blog post and stuff That'd like be excellent. that. So, yeah, great. yeah, I'd yeah, certainly I'll... like to cover some chapters and put some post-it notes in there and go through kind of the bits that stood out for me because that's what we did with Amy Leverton, didn't we, with Denim Dudes, yeah. which worked out really well, really turned into a good yeah. cast. And I think it's a really nice preview to kind of jump to the bits which stand out Definitely. for us as well but uh, yeah I'm absolutely I'm really do you know book. what I'm buzzing about this actually yeah. uh, just put, brought it up as well on uh, Amazon uh, in the UK 39.50 free delivery uh, available uh, on the 28th of August uh, so yeah. obviously get get that pre-ordered I'm certainly going to do that um, yeah it's been really good to have you back on Nick Thanks, actually sir. Yeah, yeah we we'll love it for sure. Yeah. And I'll definitely, um, we're going to plan that I come up later on in September as well. And I'd yeah. love to do, give a talk about, you know, and more kind of in-depth talk about the history of it. Yeah, um, maybe in store and then we could do like a Q&A or something after yeah, that for sure and, um, man, it's, uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely, uh, yeah. we'll definitely be able to make a good, uh, a good evening out of definitely, it for sure. yeah, yeah. get word spread so I'm looking forward to that mate yeah that could that could coincide as well um, with, with the book as well as uh, the clobber lounge that we discussed Ben as well in terms of getting some acoustic acts in and some beers and yeah, you know yeah, having a bit, yeah. of a bit of yeah, a yeah. party uh, for that as well that could work yeah. really well um, but yeah brilliant uh, thanks for joining us Nick at, um, oh, at, well no saving saving this week's podcast saving <laughs> our bacon <laughs> 
Definitely. Definitely. We'll Brilliant. stick together. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, no. uh, yeah. All right, then, lads. Well, we'll, we'll catch up again later on in the year. Certainly. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, what I'll do is I'll drop you a text message after we've done. I'll get something lined up for back end of August, just before the book's released. Uh, yeah. And by then, we'll already know the exact plans for when you come here anyway. So, yeah, we'll follow you up for sure, mate. Brilliant. All right. Cheers, then. Thanks right, a lot, mate. Cheers. You take care. Cheers. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Great call. Enjoy that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. You could probably hear me at times getting a bit geeky when it came to like asking design stuff and marketing and branding, but obviously that's my background, so yeah. Yeah. He kind of combines two uh, two loves, actually, <laughs> which is great. Uh, uh, I'd really like to speak to Nick in, uh, over a couple of beers with Jordan, our designer, because uh, Jordan's obviously done quite a lot when it comes to branding. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, specifically Ben Sherman. Yeah, has actually, it? yeah, yeah, he did quite a bit for Ben Sherman, but not actually on the tags and the garments, more social media stuff. Yeah, uh, and that's why we're asking, like, kind of, where does he start and stop? Uh, yeah, it might be quite good to actually uh, <laughs> uh, collaborate, maybe, yeah. uh, with him as well. There might be some good stuff that we could do for Clobbercam potentially yeah. in well, future. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, uh, and obviously uh, through through our our stuff as well. So yeah, really, really nice guy. Amazing that he <laughs> saved us with like fifteen minutes to go. Um, you're like, yeah, yeah, sound. I'm not prepared, but you know what? Great. Yeah, let's but just do it. To be fair, whenever are we prepared? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you can hear pencils scribbling every time we start a call. Like, right, let's do it. I know. Do you know? I were enjoying that as well so much that I uh, didn't do him. Is quick fire. Yeah, that's why I. I'll uh, save it for August. Yeah. Well, I did actually. Uh, Nod at me. Nod at me to say, are we doing a quick fire? You did you? I just didn't <laughs> catch you just on. Didn't, you just didn't catch it. No, you just had another swig of Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. Uh, yeah. But, oh, well, that's going to be interesting then. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to doing a book launch from Stella. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, oh, it's it's kind of a... Yeah, definitely. Question it's, and answer and stuff. I suppose for you, Ben, um, probably a question that, like, obviously we spoke to... Um, uh, we spoke to Amy. Uh, now we spoke to Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke to the guy who slips my mind, who's the blue Tom. Tom Blue Bloods, yeah. Tom. Um, <coughs> so there's quite a um, quite a few books out there for uh, what I see as a niche-ish market. Yeah, niche-ish market. I'm still going to follow up and do my Men Behind the Menswear book. But, yeah, that I think we should do that. I'm going to get it on Kickstarter. I keep saying it. I'm going to do it because. We know that there'll be no money in it, so I can't, mm-hmm. I can't afford to just build it and get it. But like, if I can do it on Kickstarter, if people think it's a good idea and stuff like that and I can get a bit of support, we'll just do it for the sake of doing it. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Because it'd be amazing. But, you know, it's normal blokes wearing top quality clobber yeah. in normal everyday environments. Yeah. And I think that's a bloody good coffee table book, if yeah. I do say so myself. Definitely. Um would you say that there's quite a lot of books out there because it's more of a heritage it's a bit uh, it's no, more it's visual it's, oh, it's visual it's touchy-feely but you can do all that online is what I'm saying I don't think it's same that's what I'm that's exactly what I'm getting at so yeah. would you say that's why there's quite a lot of books out there because it's got that bit of a old school real feel it's uh, for me on a personal point of view sitting back with a beer and having a good book like that on your lap and flipping through pages is a lot better than scrolling up with your thumb. Hmm. 
yeah. you know like well, yeah, it that's... is like in my opinion you know uh, and you get to keep it and you can go back and reference it easy and I think there's a uh, bit more personality behind it isn't there yeah I reckon it's so, a little more yeah. real for sure yeah um, but good yeah uh, cracking podcast uh, yeah. I really enjoyed that one um, next week we're going to put more sins out yeah, uh, from which is Endrime. Yeah, so we pre-recorded Morse in a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, ahead of y- his event at the store, the yeah. denim workshop on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, uh, anyone who tunes in to listen to us, uh, you won't listen, you won't hear much of us <laughs> on Morse's because he's definitely the most excited person we have ever had on. Uh, because he's so passionate, enthusiastic, knowledgeable, full of beans, completely yeah. full of beans. So that, that is a really good casting. That is it? a really fun one, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's not much as say uh, we uh, we kept going off topic on that one because they were just like we just went off on tangents. We're like, oh, what what question? <laughs> uh, but that's we? good. Uh, that's good. That just means that we had loads to cover. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to come, we've got a couple of events. So one with Morsin, like we just said, on Friday the 13th. There's only going to be around 30 tickets. They're all free. Uh, so if you want one, you need to drop me an email on bennettclobbercam.com so mm-hmm. I can put your name on the list. And we've also got a Red Wing event next Thursday. Bearing in mind this because that on Friday, so in six days, Red Wing are coming down and fetching uh, people that can restore boots, giveaways, freebies, goodies. Uh, it should be a really good laugh, actually. When's that one again? Sorry, Next Thursday. Thursday. I'm away on holiday. Oh, uh, well, you're on holiday. But for anybody that isn't on holiday, <laughs> of course. get yourself down anytime from about six o'clock. That'd be cool. Have a beer. It's just a social, a chinwag. It's a Red Wing chinwag at Clobbercam that's cool that's yeah. great um, so um, yeah um, we've mentioned briefly about uh, new stuff in store um, but we've I'm just trying to think if I've actually bought anything recently uh, I've got my new topo bag I've got my second topo oh, bag I've got um, a topo bag um, uh, not, you've not really bought any clothing because you got kitted out yeah big pretty time early on didn't you yeah I'm just, I'm just trying to think um, I nearly bought the RGT supply jacket again <laughs> just because I like it so much I put it on in a different size I was like actually I like the look and it gives it a completely aesthetic, completely different aesthetic um, so I was thinking about getting that again in another size that's just because I'm just a full on RGT Head. Lover, yes. fanboy. Um, but um, is he uh, anything that's dropping soon, Ben? Is he anything that's restocked? Um, yeah, well, we've got the RGT canvas workshirt restocked. We've got the dark supply jacket. We've got the Copeland from Indigo Ferrer. Uh, we've got another big batch of Red Wing tees coming in. Uh, we've got a few new lines on the boots coming in, including the ladies. Uh, so yeah there is really other than that we've just topped up on call line recently stuff that people already know we've got that we're really yeah. low on because obviously it's we're starting to start by buying next week yeah for spring summer 19 uh, wow. for autumn winter 19 so as of sort of late july august fall winter mm-hmm. autumn winter as we call it starts dropping so yeah just getting it's over just to them quite now. Interesting. We've got the collaboration belt with Barnes and Moore. Yeah, which we designed on. It's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beast. <laughs> we designed. Well, it's it's some at best leather you can use in world. Uh, Swedish tarjan, organic veg tan. We had the double buckle sandcast in this country, uh, just for us. It's uh, it really could pull a truck 
Definitely could. And look how good it wears. I've got the one on. I've got yeah. the sample on. Well, I had that one on earlier on the YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it felt amazing. It does. Uh, it's a big old beast. It in. It's like a good, it's like breaking in 25 ounce denim in a belt. <laughs> yeah. It is a full on beast. Uh, so check that out. Uh, is that online now, Ben? Yeah. It's available already for... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that one I hate, people. It's available already for pre-order. So yeah, how much is it? It is one thirty. Yeah, and you get the belt, you get a little uh, kit for restoring it and rubbing oils into it, keep it good, and you get a free selvage denim uh, pouch, mm-hmm. like utility pouch, which the belt comes in, which is actually really good for keeping your phone leads in. Yeah, I've got one of them. I've got stuff one in your them. bag so they don't all get mixed up. It was quite funny that I saw you with that in our office. I was like, that's a good idea. Can I have one? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I bought one. So I bought one and I literally take it everywhere with me. Yeah, and good. and my you, wife even really, Even if it's just really a pencil case, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just yeah. hold. It's I've fine. got loads of stuff in it. I've got yeah. uh, Mac adapters in it. I've got yeah. little phone headphones, chargers. phone chargers, yeah. uh, camera chargers, sharpies. Loads of sharpies in it. It's a future. Business cards. It's a future. Bring back the pencil case. Yeah, <laughs> it's a future. The selvage utility pouch. A selvage utility <laughs> pouch, not a pencil case. Um, but... Uh, on a serious note, uh, 130 quid for a belt, first impressions is, that's expensive. Yeah, I don't, it's really funny because I just don't, because I've seen the belt and I've been a part of it from start yeah. and I know everything that comes with it. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's definitely worth, like this will oh, last yeah, yeah, longer yeah. than any jeans I've got in stock. This, this, that's, that will be next yeah. point is to say like... What, uh, why is it 130 quid? I mean, just on that, Ben, because you've no, to we be could honest, have used a cheaper veg tan leather and it might have come in at like 100 quid. So, I mean, let's let's start from scratch on this if that's yeah. all right with you. Because, yeah, yeah. to be fair, I don't really think I mean, I've been in and I've seen it and I've held it and I'm like, it definitely could pull a fire truck, it, yeah, it yeah. could. Um, and I were really, really surprised at kind of to be honest how well it's made. I mean, this is to be honest. I'm not saying obviously anything bad against Barnes and Moore because I know that how how amazing they are. Well, you carry their um, wallets, don't you? I carry. I've got their wallet, and I've also got the um, belt loop. The belt loop, like and key it's, tag, and it's amazing. But this, because it's more leather than I've seen in any garment sort of thing, it's like fucking hell this is really <laughs> heavy this is like a full on well, beast well it is two it's inch a full on beast it's like two inch tall should we say like six seven millimetres thick double prongs proper solid brass bottle it's uh, it's the beast of the beast so can you I mean I, I mean we've got we've got five mins ten mins if that's alright with you Ben just on okay. this to sign off yeah how did it come about? Tell, tell us kind of like your relationship with Barnes & More. Why have you decided to brand a bell? How did it come about? Why did you choose the the design, the look, the feel, uh, the well, product okay. that it is? Well, we've actually done a belt in the past. A okay. few years ago, we Isaac at Pigeon Tree Crafting. We did an indigo dyed quick release belt with a veg tan keep. Uh, and a little key toggle that came off it as well in veg tan. That were really good fun, and we had good fun doing that, but it weren't proper business then either, so that was just me having fun. Isaac's, it's still available on Isaac's site. He still does sell them, actually. Uh, then we... I got to know Steve when I opened the store, because yeah. I, I like to have... You know, yeah, nice guy. You And UK 
manufacturer you know so down in Birmingham way Birmingham yes so we got him into the got him into the store and I was explaining to him how because I come from a vintage background I've always been into railroad belts with double prongs nice thick double prongs and I had war belts that were you know maybe even nearly a hundred year old you know like these railroad belts and it's yeah, what I've yeah, always yeah. had and they've always got character and I've always really loved them and uh, we're talking to Steve and Steve had not got a double prong belt at the time and I can't remember how it came about but between us both that conversation ended as we ended with us going yeah we'll do one together mm. so I sent down one of my favourite railroad belts ah. and he then took inspiration and created the railroader which is what we're calling this uh, sent it up sent a sample up to me said did I like it we talked about a few little bits and bats we were going to do on it and then that were what, it. what, we were, what were first impressions were it like yep nail on the head straight away or were there some design tweaks uh, no f- no no I was pretty happy with it straight away it's like because we, because we took inspiration from a belt that I'd sent him that I'd been wearing for years I already knew I liked that style belt if you know I mean this one's a lot stronger than the one that I've got I think yeah. that one I've got would last forever. <laughs> yeah. I think this one would last forever, forever. Yeah. It's so, like, so if, if this, is, this is almost pretty much, well, obviously, you might not be able to put this on paper, but pretty much like this belt's going to like last year forever. It's going to definitely outlive We've you. We've put a lifetime guarantee on it. Oh, have you? Oh, you actually have? Yeah, yeah, because you won't break it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it won't happen. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it is. I, honestly, and like that, this is why I wanted to get, just give it a bit of airtime because... Yeah. I, 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 it takes a lot to shock me but when I picked it up I was like Jesus Christ that is like it's like a full on it's, it's a, a proper fu- belt it's a proper belt and yeah, uh, right. that, do you know what that something like that is missing out of my um, my wardrobe for sure yeah. I ain't got a proper proper belt mm. um, so yeah I'm certainly going to be interested and it wears the patina is amazing. Yours has actually got a tan. Yeah, it actually has a tan. <laughs> it's, it's like a completely different colour. It's softened beautiful. up. Uh, yeah, still, it's beautiful. Still really heavy duty. Solid, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, it's, it's, you know, broken. Well, well maybe you can show a uh, before and how long you've been wearing that I've one now? I've some pictures before and afters. Oh, you've done it already? Yeah, yeah, they look really Great. good. Great. Are they posted really yet on uh, IG? I haven't done one just yet well maybe put one out this weekend because then the yeah, people the listen to the cast and then we can go from yeah. there um, yeah so well, I, I'm a fan of that belt so hopefully everyone else will be and look forward to checking it out it's good uh, isn't it yeah so Ben's just showed me a photo of before and after and it just looks quality yeah, yeah. it is just great it's good, so it? it'll it'll certainly uh, work we wouldn't do it if not <laughs> definitely not so um, right so that's good um we're tying it uh, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for everybody who's uh, listened uh, yeah. and continues to listen. Um, we're thanks to Nick. Yeah, thanks to on. Nick. Um, yeah, um, it's great. Uh, again, anybody who wants to chip in, uh, we've not done questions for a while because, to be honest, we've been all, all over the place because we've been so busy, haven't we, Ben? Mm. Uh, but next time we get on. Yeah. We'll get, um, some we'll get some questions thrown together yeah. and we'll get some of the Instagram followers involved as well because yeah. uh, you know it is the people's cast yeah. uh, without you guys listening to it we wouldn't be doing it 
Um, so thanks for that. Uh, we endeavour to continue, um, as always. And um, yeah, just uh, tell us what you need. I know a few people mentioned about the volume. Uh, trying to be, we're trying to make. We're going to speak to somebody. Yeah, about we're going to try to speak to somebody about that. But we're certainly recording at a higher level now. So yeah. hopefully that sorts that out. Uh, if not, just turn your speakers up. <laughs> I don't have a problem, mate. Hey, uh, when I listen to it in my car. I it's don't have fine. A problem, it's but fine on my headphones. It's quiet, not on my headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, hopefully, people can make it out as well because it's not like you're listening to Clubland '92. No. Uh, but yeah, we it's acknowledged, and we will we will look at that. Um, right, Ben. Let's go. Denmark and France nil nil. Uh, Peru's winning Australia two nil. So France are top of group. They're going through at minute. Denmark are. <laughs> So yeah. random, random so. chop in there, yeah. Yes. World Cup. Uh, should we do a bit of a World Cup update before we sign off? Uh, is there much to update on? I know uh, that I've got a cheeky bet on Harry Kane to be Golden Boot, and they're trying to get me to cash out. Mm. Rumor has it that rumor has it. Good tune. Uh, football is coming home. Oh, that's a rumor that I keep hearing on that's, the daily I, basis. I feel like I need to see us play Belgium. Mm. Which you will on Thursday before I get too excited. Yeah, because although it's a bit of a, it's not really a rubber match, but it's a bit in it. Yeah, because either way it's we're a, both through. Le- yeah, we need, we we both need to just throw a few punches, see where we are mm. in kind of like the ranks of things. Uh, what group are we in, G? I don't know. We are, I think. Wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, it looks interesting. I think they've definitely got a good chance because nobody else really seems to be playing that well. Um, Obviously, Belgium and England are doing really cool, but um, apart from that, it's 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 wide open. Yeah. So, are you excited about it? I'm like, excited. Do you, do, yeah, do you no. actually like genuinely care? Yeah. No, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I know you're I big didn't football come into fan. this tournament with any expectations. Mm-hmm. Young team. I didn't mind what Gareth Southgate had been doing. Uh, I think there's some classic players. The only thing I think we haven't got I'm not saying that we're going to miss it is like Paulins <laughs> <laughs> you know like that sort of continue that, that's, <laughs> we've that's, got Paulins <laughs> yeah but it's like that midfielder that's just rock hard I'm not saying that Jordan Anderson ain't good because he really is and he's solid and he's a good player and I like Dyer as well if he gets a game I like Dyer but like there was just something about you know, not even forget English players Paul in Troy Keane Patrick Vieira somebody you know, was like, rock hard in middle yeah can you remember Gattuso for AC Milan even Gerard. Like, yeah mm. do you know what I was I saw something the other day and um, an England team which were just completely for me were just absolutely mental mm. um, so in goal um, <laughs> good start I can't remember who the keeper were he was probably somebody like Paul Robinson in goal. Yeah. Who were good in his day. Yeah. And then it was like Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand, John Terry, Ashley Cole, David Beckham, Paul's, uh, sorry, Gerard, uh, Lampard, uh, left wing were Joe Cole, and up front was someone like Rooney. Shearer, I, it were, I think Rooney and Owen or like yeah. Shearer and whoever. And it, I don't, somebody will obviously correct me on that. Well, it's it, the ooh, golden generation. It was just like, that, it? how the hell? Did they not win it in around stuff on it? Well, like ninety eight, two thousand and two. Do you know what? I've not. I've not. I've literally. It's really good. You can watch. You can hear uh, Rio Ferdinand and Lampard talking about it all the time. They're saying that although they were all mates, they never bonded because Chelsea, Liverpool, Man U, and Arsenal 
with that against each other week right. in week out it was they, they just kind of, couldn't yeah, yeah they just didn't gel I saw a bit of an interview saying that Svengar and Eriksson were basically shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they were saying that there were just no team spirit nobody yeah. agreed with the tactics and all that sort of stuff yeah. but then again it's really a place to yeah. throw stones um, but anyway yeah it's interesting uh, we'll update you as we yeah. go uh, football we might off. be coming home yeah, yeah. Uh, See you later, everybody. Yeah. See ya.